Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Any trepidation at all? Any concern about coronavirus? Well, I think we all have to be smart. I think that um, we got we actually got a memo yesterday afternoon, uh, right around 5 o'clock, from the Speaker's office outlining what the bipartisan committee has put forward um, that he appointed in terms of recommendations, and he's adopted those recommendations. And so, you know, we've got to be smart. Any any large crowds, obviously, uh, that, that's what we have to do. Um, but I think it's important that the, the People's House and and the General Assembly get back to work. You know, I was hoping, frankly, to be back in May, um, even earlier than now. The reason, uh, in large part, we had to wait is because we didn't have the revenue numbers for, for April and May, which we now have, uh, to help better inform the, the budget budget process. And so, uh, certainly, again, we've, we've got to be smart. You know, I suspect that things are going to be different. For example, not all the members are going to be in the House, uh, in the House chamber. They're going to have members spread out between the House chamber, the gallery, and in 341, which is the Rules uh, Committee meeting room. So I don't know how it's going to look fully. Uh, we'll get over there uh, and, and sort of, I think, all be learning together. Um, so it's certainly going to be an unprecedented couple of weeks. That's how long I expect we'll be there, but you just never know. Um, but we've got, a, we've got a big budget to, to, to tackle, and then also some other legislation we'll be, we'll be moving forward on. But certainly... Again, we've just got to be smart, and uh, but, but we've got to get to work. All right, let's talk about that budget. State Rep. Houston Gaines. Uh, initially, the governor called for 14% in budget cuts. Uh, understanding now that he's saying it may not be quite that steep, not quite that severe, the revenue figures you discussed, getting a look at some of those, uh, and now suggesting 11%. I mean, that that's cold comfort. That's still a lot of cutting to do. Uh, step us through how that process might work, what it might look like when it's done. Absolutely. So, to, to your point, the revenue numbers in April, from April 2019 to April 2020, it was down about 36% uh, revenue, uh, which is just, I don't know, when everyone saw that number, it, it was, wow. Uh, and in May, we just got the numbers down 10.1% year over year. So we saw the economy opening back up. Revenue numbers are, are, are a lot better. Uh, but it sounds like the governor is going to set the revenue estimate at 11% below what the budget that we already passed. So back in March, the House adopted a budget. It did not make it through the Senate at that point. So it's just sitting in the Senate's arms right now. Uh, but just to give you a sense of the challenges that we have, the top 11 state agencies, which is largely health care uh, and education, when you talk about K-12, through higher education, technical colleges, uh, Department of Community Health. I mean, some of these agencies, the top 11 agencies make up over 91% of the state budget. So you could get rid of entirely the next 38 agencies, and you're not going to make up 11%. So there are significant uh, challenges uh, with this budget. I hope and, and look forward to being a part of that process, and I hope we'll come out uh, on the other side, you know, in a positive way. That One of the challenges that we have, frankly, as a state, is that we've done such a good job of budgeting over the last several years. There's not a bunch of, uh, you know, junk or pork in the budget. 
but that makes it for a time like this challenging because there's not some low-hanging fruit to go and cut. Uh, so there, there, there's going to be some difficulty in making those decisions. Um, but, you know, we, we as, uh, as provided by our Constitution, have to pass a balanced budget. You know, the federal government, they can do, I mean, as we've seen over the last several months, just, you know, trillions of dollars uh, they can uh, put into the economy. In Georgia, we, uh, we are constitutionally required to pass a balanced budget. And so, uh, uh, you know, we'll work with that 11 percent lower revenue estimate. Um, and so I think some of the things that you've seen that have been priorities early on this year, whether it's uh, pay raises or, or uh, you know, other investments, those are going to be challenges to, to put into this budget. Um, so I'm hoping that we can emerge on the other side with a budget that, you know, makes up that, that constitutional requirement, but also fulfills our obligations to help, help the citizens of the state. We certainly obviously have challenges still with coronavirus, not only on the health side, of course, but economically, we've got to do what we can to make sure our economy comes back strong. I mean, I've been you know, so far pleased uh, that it seems like the economy is coming back quickly. Uh, but, you know, there's always a possibility for another wave of this thing. And so we've got to be ready um, and get our economy moving uh, while, of course, uh, uh, taking care of the health side of this thing as well. State Rep. Houston Gaines with us here. You mentioned pursuing other legislative avenues. Uh, suddenly now, in the events of the last few weeks, uh, discussions about a hate crimes bill, hate crimes legislation over in the Senate. Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan says he wants one. I think you've heard similar sentiments from the Speaker of the House. My question would be, uh, is there time? You mentioned maybe a couple of weeks, and obviously the budget is going to consume most of the time and attention there. Is there time for something like a hate crimes bill, or is that something you deal with in January? I think there is is time to, to try to perfect a bill that makes sense. You know, the, the reality is the House passed a bill last year um, that had many issues with it. And, uh, you know, whether it's a complete lack of reporting uh, requirements, there, there's just so many challenges with the, the legislation that's currently sitting there. But I was watching the lieutenant governor yesterday. I believe it was on CNN. Um, and he, he, you know, in the Senate side, they, it seems like they feel confident they have the time over the next 11 legislative days to put something together. Uh, but I don't know, you know, what, what, they're, what they're looking at. Uh, but I know that uh, there are improvements that need to be made to the legislation. Um, and so it, it, it's a complicated issue that's going to take time. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what the Senate comes back with. And, and certainly, uh, you know, I believe there is time. Try to, to try to find legislation that, that, that actually makes Georgia uh, move forward, not just, frankly, a bill that, that doesn't, uh, uh, that has many challenges. Uh, finally, quickly, State Rep. Houston Gaines, uh, is there any reason legislatively for you folks, House and Senate, to get involved in what happened Tuesday, specifically uh, Fulton, DeKalb, maybe Gwinnett, the election issues there, the polling place issues there, some issues statewide, but mostly in those places where we usually have problems on Election Day. Any reason for the legislature to get involved here? I think there is, because what, what we saw on Tuesday was a disaster. Um, whether it was, you know, in Fulton County, uh, but there were also challenges around the state. I mean, and even in Clark County uh, yesterday, to, we didn't know the, the results. And this isn't this isn't uh, the local. It isn't all local issues. You know, there are issues I think that we saw statewide. I mean, obviously we had an unprecedented number of absentee ballots, um, but we didn't have the numbers until late yesterday afternoon. And so, I think that uh, voters need to make sure they're confident that their votes are being counted. 
Um, so we do need to take a look at this. I know the speakers asked the House, uh, one of the House committees, to to really investigate this issue. Um, so we've got we've got some things to look at. I, I do think you might see some elections movement, um, but again, obviously time is is of the essence. But we've got to get this thing right before November because. Uh, we have a very important election coming up very quickly. Well, now, interesting. You, you mentioned the issues with counting the votes uh, in Athens. People want to know that their votes are counted. Well, that's the reason uh, it took until the middle of the afternoon yesterday to finally get the results, because they were counting all those absentee ballots that folks were encouraged to mail in. Folks did, and, and you have to count those things by hand, and you got the same number of people you generally always have counting, oh, I don't know, four or five times as right. many absentee ballots. That's right. That's right. So, uh, you know, the, the uh, Secretary of State made that decision to mail out uh, absentee ballot requests to all voters. Obviously, we saw unprecedented use of the absentee ballot uh, this, this election because of coronavirus. And so that, that brought challenges. Uh, certainly, we don't know what the situation will look like in November, but we've got to figure out and get to the bottom of what happened and how we make sure it, it, it improves before this big election coming up. State Rep. Houston Gaines, thanks so much for your time this morning. Best of luck starting Monday, and stay safe out there. Thanks so much, Tim.